You're listening to an N Stars podcast production. I'm Adam Mock, a 40-something-year-old film critic, and I'm about to watch a cartoon with some of the ugliest feet you have ever seen. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> Why were you looking at their feet? Oh, we'll get into it. Trust me. Anyway... I'm Melanie Weir, a 26-year-old former theater major, and we're about to watch the first movie I have any memory of seeing in a theater. And we're about to make you watch... A podcast. Welcome back to Made You Watch a Podcast, and this week on the show, it was Mel's turn to recommend a movie to me, and what did you recommend to me, Mel? Tarzan! Tar Disney's Tarzan. Dis- yeah, I guess that's important, but this is the only Tarzan I've Because there's a lot of Tarzans. <laughs> I think if you asked anyone my age, they wouldn't even oh. hesitate. Unless- like, they'd be like, oh yeah, Tarzan, you know, <laughs> well, that, the, it's, the cartoon, 1999. It's either, th- it's either that or um, the one that came out a few years ago with the... Um, I promise you nobody is referencing that one. Who's the dude from True Blood that's in that movie? He's the Norseman right now. I also had didn't watch True Blood. Oh really? No. Oh I, that. I was too young for True Blood. That show would have been right up your alley. I was At not this allowed. age, you would have been all into fucking True Blood. I am sure that I would have, which <laughs> explains probably why I was. I think I once asked a question about it. Like I saw a trailer, and my mom was like, "You're not allowed to watch that." <laughs> I pretty much know this movie. It's the story of Tarzan, I'm guessing. Um, it's animated. It's got Phil Collins, who we discussed in the Mr. Mom episode. I'm not a huge fan of. I don't dislike Phil Collins. He's just, he's hit or miss at me. It's really song to song. He is a particular He's voice. a special spice when yeah. it comes to singing. And I said it on the Mr. Mom episode, and I'll say it again. You said to me last week, uh, his voice reminds you of a synthesizer. And yeah. I said it to Sam, and then we watched the movie, and we still can't unhear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still. Uh. So um, the movie stars Tony Good- Goldwyn, who plays Tarzan. He, I, don't, I don't know what he looks like. His no. voice is so, so hot. He was in King Richard recently. He played their uh, their co- their first coach he that just, took them on. He just has a nice... T- it, it just He's got a good a, timber. It's a good timber, yeah. exactly. And his laugh is something about his laugh gets yeah. me directly in the heart. And he was in Go- he was the he was the heavy in Ghost, which I, I want to. Re- I know you haven't seen it. I want to recommend that to you someday. I've seen Ghost referenced in I th- everything. I think you kind of dig it. It also has uh, Mini Driver, Glenn Close. Uh, but we're gonna get into that. Um, but like I said, I I had this movie recommended to me in college. Um, I was dating someone who loved this film, and for some reason we never watched it. But she always made the she always quoted the line, and daddy, they took my boot. We always quoted that line, and I had no idea what she was talking In about until house. I saw the trailer and was like, "Oh, that's where that's from." Yes, yes. Little baby, little baby monkey, a true picture. Yes, go on. Suddenly, the monkey starts crying. Oh, when I turn around, and there's a whole fleet of them. What? Of what? Ones I bought. And I was saved. 
Because my <laughs> sisters and I would kind of tell stories like yeah. that sometimes. I think especially my older sister because she got it a lot. Um, and we'd be talking and talking and finally, and then somebody would come in and go, and daddy, they took my boot as a way to tell, tell us like we're talking really fast and like in a really like ex proceedingly high-pitched voice. Come to think of it, it actually might have happened to me more often. Um, well, bottom line is we had a bad breakup. That's probably why I'd never watched Tarzan. I am so sorry. <laughs> Every that, relationship is a movie like that, though. I oh, think yeah. Will and I have been trying to watch Blade Runner since we started dating. Wow, you should get on that. He loves Blade Runner. I, I, don't, I don't know if you'll like it's it. It's Blade Runner 2049 specifically that he wants to watch. It is a gorgeous-looking film. It, I mean, it's it's not for everyone. It's very high science-y type shit and to have a cup, cup of coffee with it because <laughs> it is a little slow, but it is a good me, film. Um, he had me watch Pacific Rim right like right before we started dating, which I feel like was a, which I did. That's a fun one. I didn't like it. It's not Guillermo's best, but that's a fun movie. That's I, just a fun like night out. The movie. I just it, that was exactly what yeah. it felt like, and I was like, I will be a good sport because I have a crush on you. Yeah. Um, and it was just. <laughs> Uh, I was like, this is fine, I guess. Yeah, those I, rose-colored glasses for Pacific Rim. <laughs> I get the feeling that Blade Runner 2049 is going to be the same way. Possibly. I mean, you'll find out. <laughs> but we are talking about... We're we talking can, We can cut that part out and put it at the beginning of the Blade Runner episode eventually exactly. when we do it. <laughs> okay, um... So, okay, so we are going to take a little break. We're going to watch the movie. You can listen to the trailer, and we will be right back. Oh, that play, that trailer's going to play when we rewatch it, like when it comes out in like a week or two, and I'm going to hear it, and I'm going to be transported back in time. <laughs> I'm going to hear it, and it's going to unlock one of those primal memories, and I'm going to remember every word, even though I couldn't tell you what any of them are right now or even how it begins. <laughs> Coming only to theaters June 18th. Was it alone? Yes. Are you sure? There are no others. Walt Disney Pictures proudly presents an all-new motion picture event. Tarzan. Okay, we're back, and uh, gotta say, I enjoyed this Disney film. That makes me very happy. And, this is one of my favorites. And the caveat that really got me to enjoy this movie, even though I'm not a huge Phil Collins fan, as I said. Which is wild, because I think my entire generation all collectively said about this movie, Phil Collins, thank you, because you did not have to go that hard for us on Tarzan, and you did. Oh, he's, he brings it. I'm just not... I just, he's, a little too, he's a little too much for me sometimes. Um, what I liked about this was the lack of typical musical style. It's yeah. not a musical. The characters don't sing. They tried to turn it into a musical once and it went badly. <laughs> but that's just like a fun little, the monkeys and the, are all playing with oh, the Oh, I was the even apes. talking about that. I forgot about that song, which is such a jam. Where they're all... And that's all diegetic, so I don't count that really as musical. Like, it was so fun. We try, I will say we tried to do it in girls' ensemble when I was in eighth grade, and it was too hard. It was like six-part harmony. We tried for a week, and, and my teacher... Do you, were you doing No, the, it was like acapella. Oh, okay. And she was like, no, nope, we're going to, we're giving this up. This is too difficult for you. <laughs> the oldest the of you are 14. We cannot. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a pretty intricate song. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed this film. It reminded me a lot of Atlantis, especially in the opening scene by one of the character designs. They, they're very pointy. They are. And, and kind of 
Like, the like Tarzan is zero percent body fat, mm, tiny so waist, looking. wide shouldered. Like that's not Don't how a human no being man. would look like. Unless really, you're Chris Evans. Uh, no, I don't, he's he's thinner than Chris Evans, man. Well, I mean, yeah, it's he's a cartoon. It's and he's Disney got style and those feet. We're gonna get it. Hit, I love how they separate his big toe. Oh yeah, well, because he's a monkey. Well, he, yeah, but it's it's because it comes in handy when he's grabbing vines. But I it's don't... such a it was such an interesting choice, and that's what I meant by this is the film has the ugliest feet. I I've don't want to call myself out here, but I'm about to because I'm an oversharer. Uh-oh. I can pick things up with my toes. I have oh, I can feet too. Like his. Oh, I know. My th- my. I've always thought my feet were so weird. My big toe is the same length as my thumb. Whoa! Oh yeah, I got monkey feet. I literally. I mean, solidarity because same, but also like my last three toes are all like curled under each other. Oh, really? I don't even know when it happened in my life. Like I can hook my pinky toe over my other toe and it like next to it and it stays there. Like you can't see the nail. It's like they're curled into the. I think I walked wrong when I was. I'm a gonna toddler. get a little personal now, and my girlfriend's not gonna be happy to hear this. Every once in a while, we'll be sitting on the couch, and I have my shoes off, and she's she'll be half asleep, and I do like I call it the hawk, and I'll just grab her with my feet like talons. I hate that. And then she jumps. Mindy, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I got her by the shirt once, and she was getting up to walk away. I actually was able to hold her with my feet. Adam, that's evil. (laughs) It was gross. I will would hate it if I did that to him. I'm sure. But it's all in good fun. Have you ever, oh my God, one time, this is off topic, which is <laughs> but one time when we were like early, early dating, Will did that thing. I don't know if this is normal now because this is something my family did to me, but he freaked out. He yawned and I like went to put my finger in his mouth and pull it out before he oh, could close Oh, never mouth. do that. Oh, but that, my family did that to me all the time. Oh, that used to freak me out. So it was just normal. Like it's not, I, it's the, I'm not touching you game. And like, uh-huh. I didn't even think about it. I did not think about it. Oh, that's how COVID got started. I, well, yes, I understand <laughs> that now. But I was like 22 and I did not think about it. And and he was like, he was horrified. Like he got as close as he got at that point to be legitimately angry with me. That's hilarious. I was, I, I never made the mistake of doing that again. Oh, that was man. off topic. We that don't need to talk topic. about this. So when I was saying, the movie reminded me of Atlantis's style at least in the beginning when the boat is on fire, because it starts off... Oh, my God. It's so intense. It's Tarzan's a baby. Like, literally, he's, like, less than a year old. He's the a, cutest baby oh, that then, Disney has ever animated. Yeah, he's... But did you find it funny that that kid was already kind of yoked out? Like, he had, like, really big arms already. He, like, I know he's supposed to be a baby. I always read that as chub. But I know, but I, I'm, I'm looking at what I know Tarzan's going to look like yeah. when I first turned it on, like, from the poster art, and I'm like... That kid's built for this. <laughs> he's already he's already You there. got lucky. If you were built different, you would have died in the jungle. I mean, and his dad and so His dad's also yeah. he he looks exactly like his Except dad. His dad had the a mustache. Thing. They did the Disney thing where they made the character grow up to look exactly like the parent but with the yeah. mom's the other parent's eyes or something. Yeah, yeah, she he did he did look like a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um so the they're in a shipwreck, the boat's going down and there's flames coming out. Much and, like in the Little Mermaid. And the flames are so vivid. Yeah. And anytime there's light sources in this movie, they pop. It's Om- gorgeous. It, it, it almost looks CG'd with how bright it... And Atlantis would do that where they kind of had those glowing bars yeah. on certain parts of the... Like, Some of it was CG'd. Oh, really? It was like a hybrid thing, which I think was when they were... I that know explains it. It was forced, and it was incredibly difficult, but it produced some of their best work. Like, it looks... Yeah. The mixed media of it looked gorgeous. Like, the water with the boat floating on top of it... Oh, 
Well, that's what my girlfriend said. She said the the water effects are so insane. Like even if like if you have a waterfall, it looks watercolored because they have a blur to it. But there's always little specks of, of, of mist that flick off. And it's still, so it fits into the world around it. And the skies in the background are yeah. kind of like luminous and gorgeous because they can add that brightening after effect. And there's always that Kukaloris effect. Uh, Kukaloris is, um, in film, there's a, a thing they put over a cam- uh, over a light that it just looks like a bunch of random swirly cutouts. And it gives the effect of like leaves. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, this, we had that in... in st- I, I never yeah. knew the word for it. It's called... But, a, I only remember it because I love the term kookaloris. They, they, it's the they, one thing I remember from film school. They have films for those they put over stages in yeah. many instances in a place such as Into the Woods. Yeah, and you go, you're in the forest. Well, literally and they any do that um, during one scene where they're kind of face-to-face and they're about to kiss for the first time, and they, but they don't. Yeah. I think the dad shows up. And Because also, you he doesn't it. know what a kiss is, which I think is adorable. Yeah, and he's got these, like, they all have those little spots on their face. And it really, it, it looks legitimately beautiful. It's, they put so much time. This was, I believe, another Glenn Keane lead animation, and he did The Little Mermaid. Okay. He did, I think, So he knows, water, he knows water effects and fire effects. He did, yeah. he did most of Disney's most beautiful films. He was also um, the lead animator on Tangled, which was... Oh. Okay. I think their first it was it was their first foray into CG. like I don't think it was their first full length CGI movie, but it was like our, their first like mainstream. We're putting all our money on this blockbuster. It was like right after um, the Princess and the Princess Frog, the Frog was, which I saw was in their last four anim- times. Their last like hand drawn enemy. Yeah, it was yeah. they they were they were going out with a bang on it, which I miss so much. I miss it. I re- which. This movie is an excellent example yeah. of. I mean, I wa- I want to watch Atlantis now again, just because I have it, and I'm like, and I, I don't normally Atlantis. go. I want to watch a Disney movie. I want to watch fucking Disney. Movie. I love Atlantis. So, so much. like we said, the movie um, starts with a shipwreck, and you know, there's no dialogue other than Phil Collins for a good five ten minutes of the mm-hmm. film. Two worlds, one which family. Which I kind of enjoyed. Um, because I'm not used to that. And Disney usually starts off and it's, here we're going through the town and we're doing this. And or then, it's an old Disney movie and it's five minutes of title crawl. This yeah. was like a transitional between the two. It, and, and even when they bring the castle up in the beginning, the... the yeah. They do it over... The, it's not like you see the castle and the, and the lake and the... You carved out of wood. No, it's just in the trees. It's just in the trees. And they, they show it two seconds, get the hell out of there, and the movie... Is a banger and starts. The drums. And drums. Sort of like they did with Frozen, they do. They start with the song, oh. the choral song, ha na na hey na, which is called oh, Really. Yeah. That might be like something Chris Buck prefers, actually, come to think of it. I Well, I just, I love cold opens that just go for it. They're good. You know, you're, you're not waiting around watching 19 different titles and different companies mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And there, the scene is basically the parents get shipwrecked, they get off the, this flaming giant boat. They, u- they end up on an island. They use the ship's wood to build basically a giant treehouse yeah. to stay, oh, to stay my protected. God. How I, I was talking to Sam about this. They turned a Swiss Family Robinson treehouse at Disneyland into the Tarzan treehouse. Makes sense. And I so wish they would do it at Disney World because who the hell knows what Swiss Family Robinson is exactly. anymore. <laughs> I would be so much don't. more interested in that attraction. Closest thing we got is Lost in Space. I mean, seriously. Or Meet the Robinsons, I guess. <laughs> Lost in Space probably be closer. They're, they're also the Robinsons. I guess so. <laughs> they, um... And it's juxtaposed against um, who is the Kala? 
Yeah. Kala's the ape that finds Tarzan and raises him, but first she has she her own loses baby. She her baby. And it wanders off. The monkey, uh, we can't, can't call them monkeys, they're gorillas. They're gorillas. Wanders off into the into the jungle and is eaten by what is the name of Sabor? It's a jaguar. The leopard. Leopard. Okay. It's a, it, the jaguars were the villains in the uh, TV cartoon. Oh, okay. Because they mention he he says I'm doing a jaguar impression, and that's the only reason I thought it, maybe it was just a jaguar. No, she's a she, Sabor uh, the leopard. Okay. Is the, her so name. which doesn't it doesn't that mean like flavor or something? I have no idea. I think it means flavor. <laughs> Sabor, <laughs> at least in Spanish. I could be wrong. Off camera, the baby disappears. Fun fact, the baby is played by Phil Collins' daughter, Lily Collins, yeah. who is Emily in Paris. That's so... That is, I mean, I, I saw that in the credits, and I was like, hmm, I wonder who she played. I thought maybe it was, like, the baby uh, Rosie O'Donnell character, uh, Turk. Oh, no, that was just Rosie O'Donnell doing just a funny voice. Doing a voice up like this. You, uh, it's freaky you know, looking, that's what it is. All those freaking, you know, Brooklyn fucking gorillas over here, you oh son of a bitch. I, that was Adam, so I usually weird. love your impressions. That was terrible. I know. Well, I wasn't trying to do her. It was just, I'm trying to just do, Thank why you. are you doing Brooklyn? You're in the middle of the jungle. It's, that she's, was a, she's just Rosie. That was such a weird choice that like all the monkeys are just like West Side Story characters. Yeah, it's freaky looking. That's what it is. <laughs> it's freaky looking. That's what it is. Kala's going to be its mother now. So the baby, um, the baby gorilla doesn't make it. Uh, and Lance Hendrickson, who plays Karchak. Kerchak. Kerchak. He, he's, he's like the head gorilla. Yeah, no, now being older, knowing how gorilla families work, this is actually quite weird to know because you it's 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 a harem. Yeah. It is one male gorilla uh, with all the adult females. It's a lot like a, it's like a lion pride. So Kerchak is everyone's father. They all have daddy issues. But they make it they make it very much that uh Kala Kala is his main his, squeeze. Yeah. Um, Kala is his fave. And do you know who Lance Hedges is? Lance Hendrickson is? No. Have you ever seen the movie Aliens, the second Alien movie? No. You know, I've never, never seen even seen the first one. Oh, okay. If you saw Lance Hendrickson, you'd probably go, I've seen this guy and stuff. Mm. He's, Let me he's an DB him. I have excellent actor. I've always liked, he has a great, that that just smoker voice is awesome for Lance Hendrickson. He's not our kind. He works, and it took me a minute because I didn't know he was in it. I looked him up. I'm like, oh, that's who's doing that voice. All right. So... Um. Uh, Let's still look up Lance Hendrickson. I am. I am. I don't think I know him in anything. No. I really huh? don't think I know any of these. Okay. Aliens, Falling, Near Dark, The Terminator, Quick and Dead, Stone's Heart. Nope. The only thing is Tarzan. Okay. Three powder. That's crazy. He's a. He's I go a... outside about as much from as powder from the movie Powder. He's a delight. I love Lance Hendrickson. I literally know none of these, and there are so many movies here. <laughs> Just, the, you know, the anthology of, of things that we have made as a human species is so many. Yeah. So. Um, Kerchak. Kerchak. The dynamics of gorilla families. You, you kind of, you see, you know, he's all upset. They lose the baby. She, uh, Kala goes to the treehouse. She hears she, a baby crying. That's it. And she finds, in a scene that I was kind of. This this movie goes for it in a lot of weird ways, like dark oh, ways. Oh, it was so And they dark. show the dead parents. I mean. You see them from shoulders down, and then you just see paw prints of blood throughout their their little treehouse. I am loudly banging on the table on purpose <laughs> for the effect, because let me set the scene for you here. Let me set this scene. Uh -oh. It is the summer of 1999. It's like August or September. It is hot as balls. It's... So we're in Ocean City, New Jersey. We're in Sea Isle City. My grandparents' shore house, which was built in the 60s, does not yet have air conditioning. Oh, so we're 
dying. It is far too hot to go to the beach. I am three years old. My mom is pregnant. My little sister is less than one. Um, I think my older sister was with us. I'm not sure. She's six years older than me. She wasn't a problem, but I'm sure she was also very hot. Um, so my parents and my grandparents, it's also far too hot for my grandparents who are, you know, older and it's, it's hot. So we're like, hey, let's do the only thing that there is to do at the shore on a day like this. We're going to go to the Ocean City Boardwalk. I think it was Ocean City. We actually may have still had a boardwalk in Seattle back then with a movie theater. I'm not sure. But we went to a boardwalk movie theater and we saw a movie. And the movie that was in theaters that we could all see then was Tarzan. I am three years old. This theater is packed to the brim. We're in like the fourth row surrounded by other somewhat loud children. My little sister is not fussing, but there is always the risk that she could start. This scene comes on. I remind you, I am three. I'm a very sensitive three. <laughs> I was horrified. I was like, are the, are the parents dead? The parents they just introduced us to? This charming prince and princess couple that I thought were going to like somehow star in the movie? I don't know. I'm three. They're the parents. You just killed them in front of me practically. There's blood on the floor. But don't you know Disney hates parents? <laughs> but then they, they had me focus on they had me focus on the baby. And I was like, this is the most adorable baby I've ever seen. So so back to it, Kala finds the baby and then has to start running because you see a tail just behind her head and you're like, uh-oh. We're about to start setting the scene again, Sour's Adam, because coming. this is the point where I started screaming. Oh, shit, really? I was I was three years old. I was almost four, but I wasn't quite there. I had not yet <laughs> been to school. This was a lot for me. Wow. <laughs> I, this was a... This, the jaguar jumps down and starts chasing her and the baby, I remember getting to the point where she's like hoisting the baby like along the line, like like it's the, the, diaper the, the scene? scariest claw game I've ever seen yeah, in my life. And we're already at the boardwalk. That's my favorite part of that. It's so funny. <laughs> eh, 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 she's eh, just picking him up, eh. boink, boink, boink. Oh, he I sounds can go like peanut butter baby. <laughs> but anyway, she pulls him out and eventually, like I, I don't remember when exactly we left because we've seen this movie too many times. There's no blanks in my mind anymore. Yeah. But at some point, I'm screaming so loud that my mom has to take me out of the theater so I can calm down. Did you this go back in? This is what I remember. Though? Oh yeah, I went oh, okay. back in. Okay. I was enjoying myself. She that came, happened to me. There was no option to go Listen, home. We came in one car. No shame. When I was six, I saw Goonies. Same thing happened when they showed me Sloth. Yeah. I literally got up and ran out screaming. Came back and ended up. He became my favorite character. Yeah. It was Sloth just was scary. I think I yeah. also got freaked out the first time but I saw Sloth. You know what? I I have fond memories of being scared. Yeah. The so same way. That's like, why I miss seeing shocking moments in kids' films sometimes. Because I, as horrible as they are at the time, you see why they're so effective. I mean, you know, maybe. and there's another scene we will get to at the end of this movie. We're going to argue about it. We're going to argue. They're maybe I think this scarred me. Like, I, I, and not I can, this part in particular. I, I guess they could have left this yeah. in. And I understand <laughs> why the next thing we'll talk about is, and it's, it, I mean, spoiler, it's the, the way the villain goes out is rough. This has and been talked we'll about. We'll get into it. Um, so Kala, uh, she lose, uh, knocks the, I think she knocks him off the treehouse. Or something, or that he falls. Yeah, he gets tangled in the netting below the treehouse, and she jumps into like the clever boat elevator. They there invented. you go, and then she's able to get away. And uh, Kerchak is not having it. He's, and that's when you get the first bit of dialogue. You you meet um, Baby Turk, who played by Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Um, who's his little gorilla friend? That Which he was up with. I knew who she was already because my mom used to watch the Rosie show when I was little. So I was like, isn't that Rosie? <laughs> Um, and she, um, she's like, 
playing with the baby. She's like, oh, what is it? It doesn't it's- have any fur and blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and Kala's like, it's my baby. What are you going to call it? I'm going to call him Tarzan. And where did you get Tarzan yeah, from? Literally? <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I don't even know. So Tarzan has his new family. Kerchak is not happy, but he allows it. He, yeah, because Kala's sad, and, and yeah, he, she's his special favorite. And he's and, like, it'll never be my son. Yeah, because he's, he's an asshole. Yeah, and so the next few scenes are scenes of him growing up, learning things, kind of how to adapt in the jungle. Oh, no, you, you've forgotten. What did I forget? The lullaby. Oh, well, she One sings them. One of the them, sweetest scenes. Yeah, she, say, she sings them a little lullaby. We used to sing this song <laughs> to my brother when he was little. It was like, he was born shortly after this movie came oh, okay. out, like in April. And my mom used to sing it to him. And Mikey, when he was born, I decided he was my baby because I was of that age. And I was like, this is this is my living baby doll. My little sister's too close in age to me. He's only 18 months younger, but he's perfect. It's a living toy. <laughs> so we all, like, and I used to read him stories and stuff and That's sing this sweet. to him. So I have very fond memory. I just love that. It's such a sweet song. It is. No, it's a very sweet. It's a, it's a good ballad for this movie that's just very mellow, cute. And yeah, I can see why you'd sing it to a baby. <laughs> Then, like I said, you get you get into that montage of him growing up, and you know his hair's getting longer. It's kind of like looks almost like dreadlocks. It's definitely it's so dirty. dreadlocks. And he's learning to make his own sounds, <laughs> which is a foreshadowing to the. Uh, 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 Kala. And he's mi- he's mimicking like the jaguar noise and things like. And he's he actually sounds just like at one point he mimics a gun when he hears it. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes in handy at one point. And I was like, that's such a cool story beat that he, that the way he, they use that. He's a good mimic. It, it, this uh, is just, I, this story is so many parallels for like, hey, the ADHD kid in class, we salute you. Because like, if you were just that kid that kind of was a distraction sometimes, yeah. always talking to the other kids and making weird noises, it's like, hey, you're different than everyone else. This movie's for you. And it's got a lot of like little brother syndrome where yeah. he wants to fit in, but everybody's always making excuses to ditch him. You have it, to get... A hair. So he's he's told he has to get a hair from an elephant in order to hang out with them. An elephant hair? Like I said, it's stupid, right? Listen, take it from me. Go home, okay? Who needs this aggravation, you know? I'm probably going to leave soon myself. You go, I'll catch up, all right? You see? Leave it to me. I told you. That one hurt him. And with the like preteen teen kids, like and Turk did it on purpose. Because she doesn't think he's gonna do it. Because he's like eight or nine. And this psychopath dives off a cliff into the water, belly flops hard. Like, like, how did that actually not shatter his bones? Oh, the kid would have been gone. He would have been vapor. This is where you meet uh, the character who Wayne Knight's going to play. And I love... Who's Wayne Knight? Wayne Knight is Newman from Seinfeld. Oh, oh, he plays, Tantor. He plays Tantor, the, the elephant. But when Tantor's a little kid... Here's another thing with my I don't know I. who... I, I don't know who was doing that, that voice. I, I got, Are you sure this water's sanitary? He, it looks questionable to me. I uh, Jim Cummings, who's a very... F- oh! Yeah, it's Floop! Yeah. 
He's a very... No, no, I, no, no, that's Alan Cummings. That's Alan Cummings. Jim no, Jim Cummings is Pooh Bear and Piglet. Oh, bother. Oh, yeah. Bother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's a very famous voice yeah, actor. I just mixed up Jim Cummings and Alan Cummings. Well, actually, he was the stand-in, so it might not... Yo, no, it was a kid named Taylor Dempsey. I don't know. I'm just oh. out a picture. My, that's another thing in my family, and I would quote all the, all the time, especially at me, because I was, like, a squeamish child. And, like, yeah. For example, like, when we would, like, be... My Aunt Kathy would sometime rent, sometimes rent this summer house at the shore, and, like, we'd, like, jump off the dock into the bay and, like, try <laughs> to climb up at the ladder. It'd be, like, covered in algae, and I didn't want to touch it. And so every time that happened, are you sure this water's sanitary? Are you sure this ladder's sanitary? <laughs> Even still, we do this to each other. I think we make fun of my sister when she, she'll come over and she'll be like, I don't know, are you sure this food's still good that's like in the fridge? Like we'll be like, it's three days old. I don't know. So you meet this cute little goofy-ass elephant who just turns out to be, he's just a nervous Nelly. And, oh and he thinks that Tarzan's a piranha. And it's a piranha! He freaks out all the elephants, causes a stampede. Which almost gets a baby. That Tarzan gets blamed for a baby elephant killed. And 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 it's not really his fault. He was doing. I mean, it is and it isn't. But he was dared to do it. But he takes full responsibility because he doesn't want to get his cousin in trouble. Which is sweet and also stupid. And yeah, because you know, Kerchak is pissed now and really like has it out for this kid. And like, I don't understand. They very easily could have been the victims in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, know. and I don't know if I said Glenn Close plays Kala. Yeah, which she has I, a very motherly voice. Yeah, she was good. I I, I didn't put place the voice for the whole movie, and I, afterwards I checked it. I was like, oh, that's Glenn Close. Good on yeah, you. Yeah, and then there's this whole thing, and he, Kerchak rejects him, and he's like, he will never be one of us. He's dangerous. Yeah, so he basically sets out to prove himself, and you see him. First, be- there's this really heartbreaking scene where he's trying to cover himself in mud to oh, look like yes. everyone else. And then he he compares. He's like, "Well, you have a nose and you have ears," that's and he goes, Kala's brilliant "I have mothering. hands." And he looks at her hands, and looks at his, different. and that's when he's like, "I'm not you." Like he has that, but he. And he doesn't know what he is. And he just decides he's going to be the best AP can be anyway. He just thinks he's a little free. But he also starts learning, like, how to use a spear. He and starts becoming in the effort he to learns be the how best to sp- AP can be. He becomes more human. And he, But he's also faster than they are getting through the trees. Well, hello, evolution. The effects that they use when he is doing what I call the rollerblading down the trees. Oh, the Where tree, his legs they crisscross. Call it, um, the word they used for it was, uh, that was surfing... It was trunk surfing. That surfing. was gorgeous how they did that. There's there's one shot where you just see the trunk and you're following it. I and still it's remember. A ma- it looks like a matte painting that's moving. It's really well done. I still remember it being like transfixed by that. There was a trailer for it, like a special like Disney Channel like feature trailer yeah. on my Bugs Life VHS, which I watched a lot of. I really loved Bugs Life when I was little. I liked Dot. I like Bugs Life. Um, she was spunky. <laughs> spooky. Um, but there was a trailer for it, and it, I was always transfixed by the way the tree trunks looked. Because I think anything that was like CGI like that when I was a kid just like got me. Because like yeah. the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast always did that. The staircase in The Little Mermaid. Because it's a little jarring. Like I always the I always that that scene in Beauty and the Beast always threw me off. The Hydra in Hercules. That's another one. Yeah, when you because they didn't quite have a handle it, it on it yet. It was a little yet. uncanny. It was a little like vector. Uh, what do they call that? Like mm-hmm. the, the it. it, it it was. It didn't move the same. But Tarzan finally got it perfect. Like I said, I didn't know there was CGI in this film, and when you just told me that, it blew my freaking mind. Oh, 
So good. Oh. I don't I don't know for sure that it was CGI. I feel like I remember them talking about the effects and like bonus extras that would play. It's possible. I mean, I, I can see them at least using it for cleanup and maybe the lighting exactly. effects. Things like that. Which is, it, I, I know they use CGI for parts of it. I just don't yeah. know specifically the tree trunks. So but I'm fairly certain. He grows up to be Tony Goldwyn Tarzan. And With this adorable <laughs> laugh. He's, you know, he, there's this one scene where... Is this where he kills the uh, the jaguar? The leopard, yeah. The le- they, leopard. they pretty much show it. It's it's he has ah uh, the 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 starting moment in his childhood, his rosebud moment or whatever. Where I haven't seen Citizen Kane, I just know what that means. I just you know what it means. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, where like he's gonna be the best ape he can be, and then there's the montage of Son of Man, which is such a good song. It's a great montage. Ooh. Just you just see him outdoing everybody, and they're just and and freaking Kerchak is just like this kid and the music <laughs> is so perfect he makes him wear a fruit hat <laughs> yo that's right he throws all the fruit at and it um, like looks like a like a Carmen Miranda hat yeah oh and just, it's so good and then and he le- that's where he learns the spear he learns how to use his toes to grab vines to swing with his feet I mean yeah wild just wild stuff and, and then and he gets his core strength which you need and he is diced his body is diced so just <laughs> Man, that is something to aspire to, huh, Just kids? awaken things in, in young people everywhere, why don't you, by showing us this literal man in a loincloth. I, just to be clear, I'm not mad. Um, <laughs> it, yes, all of that. And then it's it's kind of like the next scene is like a capstone to the song. Yeah. Um, where he's having a normal day. Kerchak has not responded to anything that he's been doing growing up. He's now like a man in his early twenties, yeah. we'll say. Um, and he's talking to his mom. He, he, Kerchak, he and, um, ta- uh, Kala. Kala. No, he, and I don't want to call her tough. Tur- That's Turk. the character from Avatar Turk. He and Turk get in a little play fight and he accidentally almost chokes her because he's like listening for, and then Sabor. That's and then right. there's this fight with Sabor, and Kerchak can't handle it. And and lo and behold, that Tarzan has to take his place. And finally, he puts the... This is interesting, because I think in Gorilla Dynamics, when he defeats Sabor, he could technically be considered, like, the next alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but by putting it at Kerchak's feet, he's saying, like, nah, this yeah. is for you. Like, And it, it, he's still seeking his approval, and finally, he kind of has it. Yeah. Like, he, he... I mean, that's a brutal fight scene, when they fall into that pit. His mom thinks he's dead. And, he, and you just see the fur coming out, and all of a sudden, Tarzan just throws a dead body. When I was just a like, kid, I was ripping the armrests. I was like, this goddamn leopard again, I swear it's to It's a really affecting scene. And I'm going to be a little kind of mean right now. But the design of of uh, Sabor threw me a little bit. Because his eyes are so offset. I oh, kept I like thinking it. Anna Taylor-Joy the whole time. <gasps> I was oh, like, no. it kind of, it kind of has that like, those big eyed, brats doll kind of look to it. She does kind of have very feline features when, yeah. you, when you look at her as a whole. And I was just like, I, I, I just went, Anna Taylor Joy. My girlfriend looked at me. What do you mean? I go, look at the eyes, and she goes, oh shit. Oh right. my god. <laughs> and we moved on, but uh, and don't get me wrong, I love Anna. I think oh, she's, she's brilliant, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That that she yeah, she's up there for me. <laughs> So I'm not making fun of her. I'm just making the comparison. Yes. Which isn't bad because the design is cool as shit. Oh, yeah. It's it's actually the one animal in the movie that looks different from everything else. It almost looks alien. 
And it yeah, also is the only one what? that doesn't talk. The, I feel like they made it so that the predators don't talk, yeah. which was an interesting choice. I think it works because you don't get to know it. Right. Other than it being just this vicious monster, and that helps. It's interesting because... When they, it has to die. When they made this a Disney Channel show, they made it so that like you still, as the audience, couldn't understand them, but the characters could sometimes. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Which is interesting. Well, that's the other thing I thought was kind of cool was how he, how they, I was, I was curious how they were going to have him figure out English, oh, but yeah. at the same time talk to the apes. And when he first talks to Minnie Driver, you realize the whole time they're not speaking English. He's going, ooh, ooh, uh, uh, ooh, 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 They ooh. do it like a play. Yeah. They so, do it the way a play would, which so is very clever. It just switches to, this is what humans hear when he talks mm-hmm. until he learns how to speak. And that was very well, I thought that's how they were going to do it, and I was very pleased when they did. But we just skipped over a whole lot because we just introduced Jane. Well, no, I was just making that, that yeah, point. Yeah, but like, transitionally speaking. So we, what happens, where do we go from there? Um, after, from after? the leopard, they move out, and then we are... Um, is that in, where we're introduced to? I believe, yes, that is where we are introduced to Jane. Um, because Tarzan, they're moving on, and then suddenly Tarzan hears something behind them, I think. He hears the gunshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, who is it? Uh, Clayton. Brian Blessed plays Clayton. Brian Blessed, you told me you didn't know who that was. Yeah. He was this very verbose actor who talked like this. He was in Flash You Gor- sound like Bane. He kind of sounded like Bane. He was just very theater-type speech, uh. and, you know, just projected. When Even when he was on film, he did theater projection. But he's a great actor. He was... He was scary. The one thing I remembered him from was the old Flash Gordon film from the 80s that Queen did the soundtrack for. Oh. Um, he's a miracle. He plays this big, fat, kind of Hawkman character. Yeah. And it's hysterical because this guy, wait, he looks like Santa Claus and he's got these gigantic wings on. Really? It's absolutely insane. It is the craziest thing you've ever seen. Um, so he plays Clayton, who is kind of this jungle explorer, badass Gaston type. Yeah, but less, but but, le- but less trying to get with Benny Driver, more trying to get an ape. British imperialism. Yeah, and poacher. he's he's poacher poacher vibes. He's helping Professor Porter, who is Jane's uh, father. Who's just like the cute little guy. Yeah, he just wa- he wants to see an Archimedes ape. Q. Porter at your service. Yeah, he's just one of those, we're, we're going to explore the deepest, darkest jungles. And A short king. What, what? Who surely was just, you, you just, he mentions his wife twice in the movie, and you look at Jane, and you know exactly what the dynamic was between <laughs> him and his wife. She like, got she the height like, and the looks. She was, yeah, she was just the doting, like, you sweet yeah. little man. So Mini Driver plays Jane, and Nigel Hawthorne plays the professor. And Nigel Hawthorne, you you wouldn't really know him. He was in he was the bad guy in Demolition Man, classic British type actor. Where like everything is very proper, and he to- usually talks like this. Yeah, that's that. And that's why I didn't realize he was the professor. I thought him and Brian Blessed were switched. Oh. And, that, and then I was like, okay, this makes sense. So that's, Brian Blessed is just. Chopping up the fucking jungle with his machete, making that's noise when with his. I knew his... that I was made for Africa, <laughs> and Africa was made for Jesus too. He was a dick, and he's just a 
jerk. I mean, he's he's cutting everything down. He's shooting his gun off willy nilly, trying to scare off the ant. And they're like stereotypical hyper masculinity. Oh yeah, he had he he had a small dick and a big gun. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And he's there. You find out to catch an ape, which he doesn't tell the professor. This whole thing kind of is a, a ruse. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, he's going to show them around the jungle so because they're he's paying for the expedition. Because Jane is a woman and the professor is a tiny little man. And she's adorably aloof. She's so... Oh, my God. And But but she's not dumb at all. She's, she's very she's smart. She's an amazing artist. Like She can sketch something in like 10 seconds. And she knows a lot just, of science and she's also been to finishing school. Uh, yeah. Just Disney Here we go with Bridgerton. More bisexual dreams. <laughs> I knew I was in love with Tarzan when I was little, did not realize until I was much older how in love I was with Jane. I will say the one character design I didn't like was they made her look a little too much like Belle, at least in the outfit. I love those outfits. I thought I, I thought if you just changed the color, it would have it wouldn't have reminded me of Beauty and the Beast so damn much. You're just mad that she's wearing yellow. Yeah, no, literally. And that's not a bad thing. It's the only thing I didn't like about her character was She's just a little too close to the movie I just watched a few guess, years ago. Yeah, I guess so. And, and, and it's like, no, I just want to differentiate the heroine. It, it is funny. A little better. If you think about, because you, you brought up Bridgerton and I was thinking about oh, that. shit. Um, <laughs> imagine if you were in that world. The lady whistled down gossip of just one of your friends has absconded to Africa and married a man raised by gorillas. She married an ape, man. What, what? Like, pe- that, that's the point where people would stop believing the gossip rag. I don't know. Because what the heck? What kind of shockwaves Seriously. would that send through British society? <laughs> well, they did say that, uh, just tell them we, we didn't come back. Yeah, but in Tar... Okay, in the shitty sequel to this movie, Tarzan and Jane, which I've seen 10,000 times, her friend... It's just a series of vignettes. Her friends come to visit her and Tarzan. They should have just gone to the city because that's what happens in the books, I believe. Nope, her friends come to the jungle and they try to show them around and Tarzan tries to fit in with them and it's a mistake and then they have to fit in with them because they're being chased through the jungles by the Panther Twins who are the replacement villains for Sabor. Um, This is a straight-to-video Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) The animation quality is terrible and the dialogue is not good. And I'm sure the voices are not the same. Oh, no. I think some of them are, but not most of them. They probably could have gotten Tony Goldwyn. I think they got the professor again. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. Either that or he was just very easy to imitate. But yeah, they had the friends come back, and they're okay. all very—they are all very shocked by her status. <laughs> well, she 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 wanders off, and because a monkey steals her book, oh, uh, yeah. uh, one of those um, those red ass baboons. Ba- baboons. Yes. I love it. There's uh, they're as ugly as they are cool looking. Oh, now enough of those crocodile tears. <laughs> and she has this cute little back and forth with him, and he won't give her the picture back that she drew of him, and he and she tricks him, gets it, and. But then she's being chased by all by the angry all the parents baboons she show made up. Him cry. That's right. <laughs> and then she has to run. And it, Tarzan shows up, and he's basically taxiing her through the she jungle. She thinks she's gonna jump over a cliff. And then she's like, I'm flying, I'm flying. And then there's just a man Tarzan's holding her. on to her, swinging on a this vine. This sequence of events. It's it's very Rube Goldberg device, where it's just like one thing hits another thing, hits another <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. 
there, yeah. And then like he's he's tree surfing through a trunk that splits open. That's definitely CGI. And she's just holding on to him in like all these awkward positions. And, and she's like, like kind of helping, but also kind of hurting. And he's like already good naturedly rolling, rolling his, his eyes. eyes. <laughs> you notice that too. Like you guys already have the husband and wife dynamic, and you don't even know what a human woman is. <laughs> it was the. It's really it's really sweet how they do that whole sequence. Um. So he saves her, and they have this kind of... Oh, because we didn't say aloud. Tarzan has been witness to this whole thing in the jungle. Tarzan was watching from the treetops when they were talking. That's right. And then he was watching Jane, and then then all of this went wrong, and he was like, I must save her. Yeah. She looks like me. (laughs) They land in a tree. And they have kind of this weird moment where he's playing with her feet. And then he kind of lifts up her dress and she just like She's like, absolutely not. And I was like, well, damn Disney. (laughs) I was like, way to go there. Here's, I'm going to go off for a little bit. There was this girl in this production of Oklahoma that I was in when I was in my junior year of college. And she tried to argue the point with me that like she hated Tarzan and this was a terrible Disney movie and Disney did a terrible thing by like showing this scene because like it gave children bad impressions of like consent. And I was like, you're off your nut because it was very, very clear which actor she was and was not consenting to and she was very clear about saying no and she was like yeah but they redeem him later and that's not cool he doesn't understand consent I was like he was raised by apes you beat me to it I was like but what are you talking about apes are probably doing a little sniffing I'm gonna guess can you not contextually she was like yeah but they're children I'm like yeah exactly they're children (laughs) so they don't they're not thinking that way they're like oh this man was raised by a monkey and he's seeing a human woman for the first time yeah. Same. Yeah. And it's not like he has a mirror. He's only seen himself in water, so he doesn't even really he's, know what the hell he looks he's like. He's not thinking sexually. No, he's, he's like literally he's like, like what, are, what is this? He's like, you got nasty feet like me. <laughs> These are actually really nice. <laughs> and they took her boot. And daddy, they took my boot. I like when he's she and then he starts she starts saying English words and he's she's talking at a clip kind of the way I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um and he finally picks up on some of them because he's human and also yeah. very smart. Um and he goes, very nice. And she's fixing your hair. And she goes, oh, thank you. I can't do a thing with it in this humidity, though. And then she's like, stops. That was a very funny moment always for me. It's a good, it's a good meet cute. It, 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 I mean, it is the epitome of a meet cute. It's adorable. And I also like, oh, I forgot about the, the part before where she's trying to get out of the tree. And she's like, oh, I'm in a tree with a man who talks to monkeys. <laughs> is that when she's like laying between the two branches it and she can't figure out where to go? Can it? And it starts raining. Oh. That is exactly how I would function in that situation. <laughs> So at this point, he take she takes him to meet her father. Well, there's this well, there's this whole sweet thing that happens where they finally do make a connection, and he sees that their hands are the same That's when he takes right. off her glove, and they're listening to each other's hearts, and she teaches him her name. No, 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 no. I'm Jake. That's another. That is another family quote that all the time. Well, I thought it was funny when he puts his head to her chest and he's kind of like got a boob on each side of it, and yep. and he's not thinking like he that. He is not focused. And on she's the like, oh well, oh my, yes, okay, okay. He lives around female gorillas. <laughs> he has seen like, a boob. But her reaction is like, okay. Titties mean nothing to this man. <laughs> they will in a few years, yeah, buddy. Probably. <laughs> so. Um, 
they go and meet the dad, and he's just like, hey, maybe he's the missing link, or maybe he's this. Oh, yeah, because there was that evolutionary theory before that, like, there was some missing link between yeah. humans and apes that was something between the apes. Because, well, I mean, it was technically correct, but, like, they didn't truly understand how evolution or it might, worked. People think that they saw it. They were like, was this species, is this species still alive somewhere? Because yeah. they couldn't comprehend the idea of an extinct human species. Yeah. Anyway. So, um,. Where were we? Oh, so they're meeting. He meets. Uh, what, what's the bad guy's name again? Uh, Clayton. Clayton. He meets Clayton. Clayton's kind of like, get back. Because you know? he thinks it means the sound of a gunshot. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He makes the noise of the gunshot. And he's <laughs> and just goes, like, that's Clayton. And he goes, Clayton. Clayton. <laughs> I like when they swing off and he goes, can't we walk? And she's like, can't we walk? And he goes, can we walk? <laughs> he's literally just making sounds. But it's it's. Absolutely adorable it's how they so cute. they play him so innocently, and but at the same time he's Which a is why fucking I badass. That girl was that I was arguing with was like off her nut because no. I was like, yeah, how do you not see how cute he is? He's 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 not simple. He just doesn't know anything yet. Yeah. You know, he's smart. He picks everything up. He picks up English quickly. He, he picks up walking. He, he loves there, to imitate. There's a new another montage after this where he keeps sneaking off because. Um, Kerchak's like, you cannot bring them here. They want to destroy the apes, blah, blah, blah. And then blah. he's sneaking off to see them, and his and, mom misses it. And, and he's, he's not sleeping, and he's waking up before dawn. Oh, remember but those he's days. And it's this montage of them teaching him everything. They're showing him pictures and, like, how to dance and, and things. In space. And it's, it's kind of like this cute chaperone date. Can you show me? In a weird way, because they're, like, dating. Yeah. It, like, they're having these intimate moments, but the parents, the, 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 they're, they're being watched. Clayton keeps trying to turn his attention back to language, but he's looking at her. And, and I did like that they didn't make Clayton pine after her. No. He oh was just, God. he was singularly focused. Oh, my God. That which, it, that never even occurred to me as an option of something that they could have done, but, oh, they totally could have. Yeah. I, I just, I felt that was a good choice that he, it's like, no, he just wants to kill an ape. And he yeah. just wants to put some things in cages because he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um. So eventually he agrees to let them meet the apes and they meet his mom first. Not before I have to bring up the scene where he takes Jane up into the trees to see all the birds. I'm trying to remember now. Come with me now to oh. see my world. Cause she, okay, she's drawing the bird. <laughs> so and you go by the musical numbers. He he shows up and and then the bird. She's going to show him and the bird flies away and she's so disappointed because this always happens to her and he's like, oh, I can take you to see the birds and then she's literally. You want holding, birds? I got birds. <laughs> she's just holding on to his like trunk of a torso while he's climbing a vine, which is mwah, beautiful animation, Disney. Thank you for that. And he takes her to see ten million birds and they all land on his shoulder and then he teaches her to swing through the vines and oh, she's actually funny. learning like to do his thing and then they swing together and it's like they're gonna kiss and she shies away because she's nervous and he doesn't know why she's nervous because he doesn't know what a kiss is i mean i'm just amazed she was able to do that in that dress that thing must weigh a ton well she didn't she was changed <laughs> oh did she change? she went through costume changes and oh. eventually she was just wearing a tank top and kind of like a sheet skirt like a slip oh that's right yeah you're right, you're right. i forgot about she that. loosened up eventually yeah you have to you're in the jungle I don't know. She must have been sweating bullets. Uh, those are... <laughs> in that bell I dress. don't know how she got that far. I've worn those under hot stage lights and wanted to pass out. 
So the first uh, ape they meet is his mom, Kala. Kala. And, and she's, she's freaked out. like, oh, fuck. If you could hear what Don't she's tell saying, your father. <laughs> if you could hear what she was saying, she'd be, Tarzan, what are you doing? This is Get them get them out of here now. He already guts. hates your guts. He has, Don't bring these humans. But he's taken this into account because yeah. he did the Timon and Pumbaa thing with uh, 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 Turk. Tantor and yeah, Turk. Tantor, yeah. And had them dress up in the... He dressed up his trunk in the professor's clothes and then Turk was dressed up as Jane. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, it was funny. Um, what do you want me to do? Dress and drag and do the hula? <laughs> so what what happens after that? Do, do they? Does he actually take? I forget. He, he takes them to see more of the gorillas, and she starts like making gorilla noises along with him, and she's probably she's about to bond. Nonsense. Yeah, she's like starting to bond, with, trying to bond with the and gorillas. And Clayton is like, "Get up! What are you doing?" And then he's like, "Don't get up!" Because all the other gorillas are like, "What's going on?" Yeah. And they meet the babies, and everybody meets everybody, and they all take Clayton's gun, and it's very funny. But then Clayton gets his gun back, and he like fires it. Fires it, and then. Also, Kerchak is on his way back. And you can literally see Tarzan go, if this were not a Disney movie, he wouldn't be sit going, oh no. He'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> Dad's home. Like if there was a monkey word for for shit, he'd be saying that. <laughs> he probably did. Ook, anyway. Ook. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because Kerchak shows back up and it's the ultimate betrayal and immediately Kerchak is pointing his gun and... Uh, ca- Clayton. Clayton is too many K sounds. Yeah. Clayton is pointing his gun and Kerchak immediately clocks this as a threat but without thinking and Tarzan is like defending him and he, he almost chokes Kerchak out which I only realized watching it last night was also like a challenge of his authority. I'm, I'm he a, just, how strong are you can choke a gorilla? You I think Kerchak was also getting kind of old. I would, I, I would hope so because that gorilla, listen, Upper body strength or not, that gorilla yeah. is tearing your arms off and feeding them to yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I just realized last night that in, within the gorilla dynamics, he just beat Kerchak in a fight. Like yeah. he could be claiming the alpha he, title. He basically bitched him twice. Yeah, <laughs> between that and Sabor. Instead, he's like horrified with himself and yeah. he runs away. Yeah, and like his mom is like <clears throat> trying to like read him the riot act and all he has to say like no. He goes to the treehouse. He goes to the treehouse and gets his but- dad's suit, which fits. Pristinely. We did forget a line earlier that means a lot to me, um, which is when the first time he meets the humans, he Kala tries to say something to him about Kerchak, and he's mad at Kala, and he's like, why didn't you tell me there were others like me? Oh, that's which right. Is, that line hits hard. Yeah. We have a lot of news for you, time for a lot of therapy. And so <laughs> the line, why didn't you tell me there were others like me, is... Hits hard. Ugh. <laughs> So anyway, they go to the treehouse. They go to the treehouse. He goes through his parents' things, which I don't think he's ever done. No. It, they don't They don't make it like... They, they haven't it. even talked about it. Yeah, that's why... And, and he, he picks up the picture. That's right, because like, he wouldn't have known. And he's like, so this is my father. And he puts on his dad's suit, and he's wearing shoes for the first time. And... He has to be feel weirder about walking in That was... That. I was like... When he comes out in the suit, and like Turk and... Um, what's the... Tantor. Tantor. Are like, what are you wearing, brother? And he's just like... Well, the first I'm time, going to go live with the humans now because the apes hate the guts. But the first time he comes out, it's just his mother seeing him. Yeah. And it's this heartbreaking moment that even when I was a kid made me cry and like dread growing up because yeah. you have to leave home and leave your mom. Well, I mean... That whole thing with Kala, it really was, it wasn't that she was protecting him. She didn't think they'd ever see another human. So why put that burden on him? Yeah. You know, she probably would have, had time gone on, she'd probably be like, 
go to the treehouse. Because thank take you a look. to the British, that a lot more humans did start colonizers. Fucking yeah. Um, anyway. So um, but yeah, he goes. So he decides he wants to live with the humans. And she just wants him to be happy. So he goes and he gets on the boat and, and it's a trap. Immediately it's a trap. It's a trap. Although I was shocked because I'm sitting there going, how did they get, how did those three explorers get all that stuff on, on the island? Yeah. And on, on the continent. And I'm like, oh, they had somebody drop them off because then suddenly this big crew shows up. It's like, We've got to go, professional. You know, we, yeah. we have a schedule to keep. And he's like, but I just want to see the gorillas. Yeah, no, I think you had to, like, book some ships. Yeah, and so um, they're loading the ships up, and there's Tarzan trying to get away, but he's got shoes on. He can't, I got shoes on. He can't grab onto anything anymore. And yeah, he gets, it's metal. Yeah, he gets captured and put in this, like, uh, under the, the hull yeah. With, and the professor. Everybody's and, down there and he's like trying to muscle his way out. But she's like, Tarzan, you have to stop. Like, like you've this never is seen metal. metal before, dude. <laughs> like you can break a branch. You're not breaking this. And it's like he has this moment where he's like so angry. But then he turns to her and he's mad at her. And it like softens him immediately because he's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to get mad at you. Yeah. So how I do also, they get out? How do they Tantor get Tantor and Turk, like they hear him like That's make a really right. angry cry when he gets put into the ship. And Tantor is like, I'm sick of your emotional constipation. <laughs> and we're we're go- I'm sick of your emotional constipation. Hell, hold on, Missy. We're going for a rescue or something like Turk that. Turk has his hero moment. Yeah. He's like, he's, he's Tantor. suddenly, Tantor, so he, he suddenly has like all the balls in the world. And for some reason, his nose is available for use as a periscope. That, that That's just, that's just a classic. Disney logic. Com- that's a comedy joke. That's just the I like old when he also, bit. Tantor gets on the ship and the professor's like, oh good. And he's, he hits the wall at the exact same time and he's like, I don't know my own strength. It's <laughs> right. blew up. It sounds like an elephant. So, all of these uh, sailors are just attacking the village. They're taking out like net guns and all kinds of shit, putting them in cages. It's lit in like red and blue, which is like an interesting choice. Oh, it's it's a violent scene. I mean, it's terrifying. And you see uh, Kala gets knocked into a cage and then it comes down like um, Kerchek shows up. And it's him. But it's not quite enough. He's but, going up against Clayton with the gun. But then Tarzan is swinging through the trees and shedding his father's clothes all over the place. And he's like ready to wreck house. And he shows up just in time. And uh, Kerchick gets shot. Not wait. Wait. There is so much scene between now and then. I forgot. Kerchak first so says to him... You came back, and Tarzan says, I came home. And then they fight together, and they have That's this right. father-son solidarity that they finally always wanted. And there's the thing where Jane sets Kala free, yep. and and Tarzan helps her, and it's like, ah, oh, couple moment. Look at them. Because someone, oh, someone goes to hit Tarzan with a, with a crowbar, so, no, Jane. and he catches it. And, and Jane Tarzan catches, catches it. it. And she goes, oh, that'll work. And she, and she busts over the cage. It. it reminds me of Mr. Mom and, and the wife in the last thing. Like, their kind of teamwork <laughs> dynamic. You can see a good couple dynamic. You can just see it it's visible and it's cute because like everything she does is just so no look and she she she's like mr magoo she just walks into traffic but will never get hit by a car Mm -hmm. she's that kind of personality and it's absolutely adorable and mini driver does it really well yeah her her vocal work on this is funny because she has that cracky voice Mm -hmm. and it, it it's a cute voice but it's not a beautiful voice it's it's adorable yeah and it works so well with this character who's just Kind of a goofball, but like gorgeous. Oh, it doesn't dear. know it. Oh, dear, dear, dear. 
She's great. Um, she played um, in the Phantom of the Opera movie. She was uh, 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 the, the opera singer. She, no. Yeah, I forgot. I don't know. I've, I've seen the play I obsessed, once. I was obsessed with it once. <laughs> Co- Colette? Co- Colette? No. No, that's Lame Is, isn't it? No, that's Ratatouille. <laughs> that's, wow, we're really just running the gamut now. What's her name? Well, I'll tell you. Carlotta! Okay, because I would not... You will therefore cast Carlotta as the page boy and Coolotta. put Miss Daye in the role of Countess. Anyway, she was Carlotta, and she was very, very funny. And she's in Will's favorite number in that movie, which is the really long one with the letters with Furman and Andre, like, Prima Donna, that starts with them all singing fast-paced to each other. This is all... I'm anyway. shrugging my shoulders if you can't see it, because I don't know... You've never seen it, the Phantom of the Opera I've movie? only seen Broadway. The Broadway we one, and I was suffering from a wicked bout of a of a flu. We may have to watch the Phantom of the Opera movie someday. I almost passed out because I was so sick. Gerard <laughs> I should not have gone to a theater of people. Gerard Butler in a musical was an interesting choice. Oh, he always is. He he he's not a great singer. Um, we were we've gotten so way Cl- off track. So Clayton sh- ends up shooting uh, Kerchak, and that is that when uh, Tarzan breaks the gun. Like, he just goes off and starts beating oh, not, the shit out okay, of him? Oh, not yet. Not yet. Um, Clayton shoots Kerchak. Oh, that's in the tree. That You're K- right. Kerchak is going down, dying, but not like... And then K- Clayton baits Tarzan into the tree. That's like, right. come on. Yeah. And then finally they're on a branch and Clayton's... Tarzan manages to get the gun. Yeah. And Clayton's like, go on, shoot me, be a man. And Tarzan has the rawest line. He first of all, he makes the gunshot sound to free Clayton out. And that was that was funny because it's a close up on Clayton, and you you're like, he just shot him, and then you're like, oh wait, he does impressions. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, this guy does impressions. <laughs> And then he takes the gun and he breaks it. And as he's breaking it, he says, not a man like you, which is so good. And then he pulls out his machete and goes after Tarzan. Starts hacking at vines. And gets tangled up in vines. Tar- and, and Tarzan has the agility home field advantage. Yes. And to get out of them, Clayton's just swinging wildly yeah. trying to hack it. But does it real? And, and Tarzan's like, dude, dude, it. dude, wait, wait. He's like, you're gonna don't. Fall. And he falls not before that vine is wrapped around his they neck. They show it happening. They show the vine wrapping around his neck to you, and then... It's just a close-up of the vine getting taut, and you hear... And then a... Dung. Oh, it's And then you rough. see there's a lightning strike, and you see the shadow of a hanging man. Yeah. This was a movie for children. But listen, when... I saw this in a movie theater when I was three <laughs> years old. Old. This My younger what... <laughs> sister was not even a year old. <laughs> but she wouldn't remember it. No, she that's correct. She wouldn't. <laughs> but this is where we differed. I think moments like this in kids' films, I don't think they should happen all the time. But when they do happen, I find them super affecting. Later in life, I kind of go... This was a weird introduc- introduction into harder shit I'm going to watch in the future. And this is just, it's just like a little bit of reality, but it's not blatant. It's its done with almost a creepy subtlety. Yeah, I'm not really sure where I stand on this, except for the fact that like, I know this scarred me. I'm not sure how hard. Oh, I'm not saying that things like this didn't scar me. I saw Gremlins when it came out in theaters. That was 84. You know 45. I've never seen Gremlins. I know, but that movie from the trailers looks like you're going to see this cute little brown, adorable teddy bear creature. 
And no, you're watching little green monsters tear people apart. I was literally traumatized from that. But today, Gremlins is now one of my favorite movies of and all time. And yeah, this is where I'm stuck because I love Tarzan. Same with Goonies for me. I don't love Goonies as much as I used to, but it is a definite part of my youth. Just my thing on this as an adult, and like maybe I'm just being an oversensitive, like zillennial, like whatever. Yeah. I introducing children that young to even the concept of hanging oneself by accident or not, I just don't think is good or wise. I mean, maybe... Like, the, the longer you can keep that off of a child's radar, the better. Yeah, but at the same time, this Kerchak is... Kerchak did take himself out. Not Kerchak, God. Clayton did take himself out. Yeah, I mean, Tarzan had nothing... He, he was trying to tell him, dude, stop. Yeah. And he, did, and he just couldn't, you know? He, he, pulled, he pulled a Batman, and he's just like... I don't have to save you, but no, I, I'm not going to kill you. I don't have to save you. Yeah. And he just l lets him go. Oh, which Batman movie is that from? Is that one. Keaton? No, no, no. That was uh, Batman Begins. When the train oh, goes, when he's in the train right. and he's like, aren't you going to save me? And he goes, I don't, I don't have to kill you, but I'm not going to save you. Yeah, that's right. And he lets the train go and he jumps off. What does Keaton say to Two-Face before he like plunges him in love? Oh, that was Val Kilmer. You're so right. Yes, yeah. it is. Because they just switch the actors in the middle of that storyline without saying a word. <laughs> wait, wait, you're talking about, oh, you mean just the idea of Batman? Yeah. Uh, it's like ones? those movies were kind of related, but it's not the same guy. Those Schumacher ones were a mess, though. <laughs> They're so weird. Yeah. But um, so Clayton dies and it, it is a jarring moment. And But there are moments like that in Disney films once in a while. I mean, did you feel the same way when Mustafa died? Mufasa? In, in, I Mufasa, hate the Lion sorry. King. I'm, okay. I hated the Lion King when I was little, and I'm not a huge fan of it to this day because that was too much for me. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. I was like, dude, I literally See, just, so, so, I watched a murder happen on screen. So maybe, some, you know, sometimes you're not going to be able to please every kid. I guess so. There will, oh, I mean... I'm sure there's something completely illogical, like vacuums for you, exactly, that you're just irrationally afraid of for some reason. You know what I mean? No, yeah. And, and I think there are little things that can trigger, anything can trigger someone and you don't even, it could be the most innocent thing in the world, but there's just something in their brain that it's going to hit a switch for that person. Yeah. And I think if you shy away and play it safe all the time, it loses a little bit of story for me. It, it becomes a little too sanitized and predictable. You know, because, I mean, what would, what would you do? Put him in a cage and, and ship him back off to the States and he'll just fucking get out. I mean, like, it'll just come back. In a back. modern Disney movie? You know? That's a good question. I mean, Jafar gets put in him? a lamp for a thousand years, or he was supposed to be until the sequel rolled around. Nice. <laughs> they do to him in a modern movie i'm trying to think clayton i'm assuming they would just i feel as though he'd be taken away by authorities or something but they're in the middle of the jungle you know or or, or would you, you know what? would you have would you have been okay with this like let's say the baboon showed up and he like gets knocked into a different part of the of the forest and all of a sudden the baboons just yeah. surround him yes you know and you what? just hear <laughs> and you cut away you you just assume he got eaten by baboons. You know what? I would, would be, be okay with that. That would be okay. I would be okay with that. So it's all it, the way you write the death. It's the way you write the death very specifically. Because like, oh, 
I think mainly my problem is with the imagery of it because yeah. we, I, it is it's visceral as hell. Unfortunately, with the world we live in, you, I'm just so worried that the wrong child would connect the wrong dots. No, I get that. I totally get that. But at the same time. And you know what? There I would really actually like is... it if he would if he would have been carried away by baboons because it would be an even stronger application of the metaphor that the it's, jungle was taking I mean, revenge on him for trying to do what he did. That's basically how Scar went out. He got eaten by the hyenas. Yeah. Well, he got eaten by his own. This is that, that was a political metaphor, which oh, I yeah. thought was very good. Oh yeah. Because it's it's he got that, that's, that's probably like where I got the baboon idea. What I from. wish <laughs> would happen when Trump supporters would realize that they, he thinks that they're all idiots and would throw them under the bus at a moment's Eat notice. The rich. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <sighs> that's been political talk. With, <laughs> with Adam made and you Adam. watch a podcast. Um, it, it would be the the jungle taking him out, and it also. A, a callback to how Tarzan like treated them nicely and spoke and bargained with them and now yeah. they're cool with him and Jane. Yeah. Because, in comparison. as we learn, she lives there now. She does! <laughs> she decides to stay and her dad is like, that's cool, guess what? I'm gonna stay too. That scene is so sweet. Now, I just have one quick thing about the scene where she jumps off the, the, the dinghy. Her dress. Did you think she was about to drown? Like, only no. the first time I saw that, that I go... Is she fucking crazy? She's jumping in the ocean in that dress. She's going to drown. Because I was She's little. in two feet of water. I was little and I had no concept for how heavy that would be. No, but suddenly she stands, because I say it, and, and I'm like, oh my God, she's going to I literally went out loud, she's going to drown. And she stands up and just walks to shore, and I'm like, oh, I'm stupid. She has a hard time walking to shore because of how big the dress is. That scene is so cute. It's it so cute. sad. It's so bittersweet and heartbreaking when they're, when their hands touch and she has to then say goodbye and she's like I have to go and he, he her glove flies away in the wind and he picks it up yep ah! <laughs> <laughs> got her oh my god and then she's so sad on the boat and her dad can see how sad she is and he's like just go like I want yeah. you to be happy and then like they get two feet away and he's like what am I doing he's like, I don't have a life back there <laughs> this place rocks so much harder than England tell him we died don't I'm looking for us. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Stay in the jungle. And and I don't. He loses his tie immediately. I will say that old man had some upper body strength. Is he's swinging from vines at the end? I'm like, how do you, how do you just know how to do that? He You're must like have had sixty, to bro. Learn. But then the sweetest. He, how old do you think the dad was supposed to be? Like, probably in his it is like because back then you aged 50s. quickly. In his fifties. Okay, so yeah, I, I, he, she's you aged twenty. Quick back I then. could even venture that he's in his like late forties. She's oh. like 21, 22, I think Jane. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Anyway, but the, the, the sweetest part of the scene is like she like trips into him and he makes one of those adorable little laugh sounds that that voice actor makes so well. And then she like he's pleased enough with this, but then she decides I've decided to say we are in effect engaged now. Now is the time to kiss you. Tarzan doesn't know what a kiss is. <laughs> and that breath has to be rocking. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to think about that because also, like, so does her. She's just been in the jungle for how many months? This is true. But I, I would imagine she knows what a peppermint is, dear. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, who's to say that the gorillas don't have their own means for cleaning their teeth? They, they chew a lot of it's bark and shit, movie. I'm sure. I don't know. That's not what I'm trying to focus on here. <laughs> oh, I'm going logistics. She's, it's just so, because he, the animation on the faces of this is what I want to get to, because Glenn Keane, in particular, is so good at these facial expressions, because you can see it dawn on his face. What the hell was that? 
She's embarrassed. She's like, oh, wait, I shouldn't have, I should have brought him into this slower. <laughs> he has a lot to learn here. Me meanwhile, he's like, what the hell was that? And that loincloth goes, I love, I don't want to think about <laughs> that either. But he was like, I liked that. I want to do that again. And then he kisses her. And then her face is like, ah, yes. <laughs> he knows how to do this. And all the other gorillas are like, hey. I want to know. Can you show me? <laughs> so I want to talk about the Phil Collins in the room. I will tell you. Is he you, here? Is he, I will is he tell, <laughs> I will tell you why I didn't like Phil Collins growing up. Okay. It's a stupid reason. Okay. When I was, you know who David Copperfield the magician is? Yeah. Okay. There was, he used to do a lot of television specials. Okay. And he did this one where he walks through the um, Great Wall of China. It's an illusion that he does. And he did a bit during the show where he does a bunch of different magic acts. And one of them is one of those hoop tricks where you make the girl float and you put the hoop around them. And it's like, look, no strings. Oh, yeah. And he did it to the song In the Air Tonight. By Phil Collins. I can feel it. Oh, I believe I've seen this referenced before. That was the most boring magic act I ever watched. And it always, that song would pop in my head. And I equated it with being the most boring (laughs) song I ever heard. I actually really don't love that. I I also think that song's kind of boring. I love, um, he does a remake of of an old, like, uh, like a Ronette song. I forget, I forget which one it is. It's like one of his like poppier ballads. It's it, it's. I uh, couldn't tell you. Really? Oh, what the fuck is that song called? I can't. Remember. Can't hurry love. Can't hurry love. No, you just have to wait. Oh. He said love don't come easy. I know the Ronettes version. I don't know his version. He does a version of that. Oh. I like that. I don't mind Susudio. Susudio. Okay, so I don't Whoa. know. You don't know Phil Collins. Uh, music. And he also does, um, um, bah, 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 what is the name? Easy Lover. Mm-mm. She's an easy lover. No. She does it with the guy from Earth. He does it with the guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't know this, but I love you having to sing all these songs anyway. <laughs> We're going to do a Phil Collins deep dive. <laughs> he has songs I do like, and I've liked some of his stuff he did with Genesis. I just. Having him sing the soundtrack and everything, it just, it didn't, I don't know, I just didn't vibe with me. Hmm. I like. I didn't dislike the songs. I loved that the songs weren't sung by the characters. Yeah. That except was... for the lullaby. Mm-hmm. And the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-do
is it difficult? This is genuinely. I'd I'm sit not there trying with to be the remote in my hand. Yeah, us, us too. Drives I'm, me nuts. I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm genuinely asking: Is it that difficult to set these sounds so that and they're? I think people just want that movie theater experience of like your house shaking. But you know what? I live. Uh, let's say you live in an apartment. I got neighbors. If you don't have surround sound, it just doesn't work. <laughs> As you hear the sound effects of New York in the background. Uh, I miss our old soundproof studio. I, I got, got work neighbors on that and kid. I can tell when one of them gets a new boyfriend. Ooh. Mm. Tasty. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, can I sleep? <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's really the only reason I'm not big on the Phil Collins music. It was, the songs are good, though. I, I can't say they're bad songs. They're, they're excellent. It's just... I would kind of like to hear somebody else sing them, I think. Or then you if should he try didn't... out the Tarzan uh, musical soundtrack. It was not apparently a very good musical, or oh, at really? least it did not last very long on Broadway. Oh, you mean the, uh, the Broadway Critics show. hated it. Apparently they had a lot of the actors on roller skates. I don't know how you sing on roller skates. What do you ground yourself Well, they to? did it in uh, Starlight Express. How do you ground yourself I believe that was Andrew Lloyd Webber. You're du- you're just you're anyway. Uh, it, <laughs> so like I said, but as counts. a kid, I really liked the musical, yeah. like the soundtrack. So I, maybe you would. Well, yeah. I mean, I listen. There's plenty of music that just it hits you at a time. Maybe if I had heard in the air tonight while doing something I enjoyed, <laughs> I'd probably love Phil Collins now. I don't know, man. I I also now that you, I I kind of also think that song is boring. It's just really slow and it lasts a long time. Although the remakes of it are always really good. Yeah. Like they're always a little bad. At, did like, Walk the Moon do one? I don't know if Walk the Moon did one. If they didn't, they should because they sound really good. I think Disturbed did one. That was pretty. If I, it might have been. They, they do a remake of everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's Tarzan. Um, it is indeed. I'm going to let you rate it first. Since Tarzan it was is your choice. pure 11. Pure 11. Yeah. Pure I, Just a nostalgia for bomb. Everything, it really is. And for everything that I've said about it being disturbing and scarring me a little bit, it is kind of like you said, where like that, it's still kind of a fond memory. It's almost like a badge of honor. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you I would necessarily it want it to happen to my own child, but like every child has a story like that. So I don't know. It's got to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and like one kid's like, scary moment is exhilarating to another where they go, oh, wow. I can't Although I will so. say I was in conference with Sam and this also, that scene also terrified Sam. <laughs> Sam had to be removed from the theater earlier than that. Sam started screaming as soon as the baby was eaten. Yeah, and you guys, I mean, you guys also saw it when you were babies. Again, three. <laughs> yeah. Both of us. I saw this when I was, I was 40 some years old. <laughs> um, what do I give Tarzan? I'm, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it a, it's not my favorite Disney movie, but it reminded me of some of my favorite Disney movies. It, was it a, reminded me of Aladdin. It reminded me of Atlantis. It reminded me of The Lion King. It was the tail end of the Renaissance. It really it was. was the very last And it one. was kind of the last time they were, like, I, I, I know I say this a lot, writing for boys as well as girls. Yeah. And it, I had this discussion with my niece and nephew, and... They kind of looked at me like I'd never noticed. Disney really doesn't write a lot of stuff for boys these days. Have you seen Big Hero 6? Yeah. Big Hero 6 is phenomenal. Yeah. But again, it's a Marvel property. It's not. And why do they? It isn't. It, no, it's a Marvel comic. Yeah, it's it, not in. It's a Marvel it's, con- comic. It's not MCU, but Disney it, Animation Studios made it. But the reason they could make it is because they were buying Marvel. Yes. <laughs> and why did they buy Marvel and Star Wars for the boys? Yeah. You know, because they. It was before that. It was just Disney princesses, and you had. 
the genie from Aladdin? And I mean, Aladdin. Al- you had Aladdin. Al- Aladdin kind of. He's kind of a dork, though. <laughs> he's I love kinda, Aladdin. I love Aladdin, too. It's my favorite Disney movie. But that movie is I all. I also love that dorks. Which one? I, I was just saying that I love dorks in general. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so that was Tarzan, folks. Um, Did you read it? You said eight. Yeah, we, I said we, eight. We've just gone over this. Eight's a good. I think eight's a solid we've done score. Regardless. <laughs> Okay, so next week on the show, it's my turn to recommend a movie to Mel. And since we're in the uh, kind of the summer blockbuster time of year, I'm going to recommend Brendan Fraser's version of The Mummy. I love Brendan Fraser. My mom really loves Blast from the Past. Yeah, we, we, we talked about that yeah. weird movie. <laughs> um, do you know He's anything? just a cutie. You've never seen this movie? I've never seen The Mummy. Isn't Baby, um, what's his name? From the Hunger Games in this, or is that Journey to the Center of the Earth? That's Journey to the Center of the oh, Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, um, this is Brendan Fraser, uh, Rachel Weiss, when she was way young. Who's Rachel Weiss? Rachel Weiss is, she's married to James Bond now, but she Which was an actor. One? She was the uh, Daniel Craig one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she, she did Constant Gardener, Mm-mm. a lot of like high-end kind of. That sounds like a very boring movie. It, it, it's okay. It, it's a drama. Um, I can't think of anything she's been in off the top of my head. Um, this movie is kind of just a big ball of fun. It, it's that. it's like Indiana Jones with a lot of CGI dumb shit in it. CGI from what year? The nineties? Yeah. Brandon Fraser? Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. But it's Brandon Fraser and that uh, it, that that it, floppy hair. Does it and, look like Spy Kids? No, no, oh. it's not. It's not that. It's not like that. It it doesn't look like it's on stage. I'm talking about the the elements in this movie, like the mummy and things like that. Mm. Totally CGI'd. I see. It, and and that was this the director who we will talk about. That's kind of his mo. So next week on the show, we're gonna start doing some summer blockbusters, and we are going to do the mummy with Brendan Fraser next time on Made You Watch a Podcast. We will see you then. Until then, I've been Adam Mock. I have been Melanie Weir. And we just made you watch a podcast. <laughs> You've been listening to an N Stars podcast production. <laughs>